This is the Champagne and Socks podcast. I'm Elisa. Well, hi there. It's the 2nd of March and I'm finally sitting down to record. It's my intention to get back to a regular schedule and that involves just diving in and talking. (laughs) I've just fed the baby and so hopefully you won't be able to hear him in the background, but he's not quite asleep, so you might. Two Saturdays ago now, I gave birth to a much-anticipated little boy and everything went really well and I was home four days later and we've been settling in for the last week and a half. My husband is on long service leave and has been um, home helping me wrangle the toddler and the newborn, so things are kind of settling back into a routine. Anyway, so while he's here, I'm, I'm going to make hay while the sun shines and try and get myself back up to date with things. So I've been really wanting to come back and chat to you and I thank everybody who, who stuck around and was patient in between the long, long time span between episodes. I think about a month or a little bit more than a month before the end of my pregnancy, my carpal tunnel really hit hard and I struggled as much as I could. I was sort of able to knit sewing kind of dwindled down and then eventually I couldn't do anything and it was very very sad I had to pack up projects and admit that they weren't going to get finished before the baby came I had been hoping that as soon as the baby came as always promised baby comes fluid retention drops and the carpal tunnel dissipates it's been 11 days since I gave birth and my hands kind of feel worse than they were say two to three days before going into hospital so I'm a little bit frustrated I have so much crafting that I want to get into, but the hands are just awful. little bit of pain, three digits on each hand are numb, but I also have the pulsating electric shock feeling of pins and needles running through and every now and then up and down my palm of my hand. It's really quite horrible. So no crafting happening at the moment, but lots of longing looks at the piles of craft that I've kept around Lots, though, to catch you up on because I stopped recording in December and I did actually get quite a bit of crafting in in December and January. And also some good stories and some sad stories to fill you in on. (laughs) At the moment, I'm sitting recording in my bedroom and I've got the baby's bassinet to one side and I've got a fair bit of my fabric stash just kind of piled up in front of the bassinet. I had to clear out a little bit of the back room because my husband moved in there towards the end of my pregnancy. I was getting very, very frustrated and not being out of sleep and needing to have like 28,000 pillows in bed and stuff. So for all sanity prevailing, he moved into the back room, which meant that I needed to pull out a lot of my fabric stash into our room because I was still crafting at night and I wanted to be able to access all my fabrics. It's not a huge fabric stash. It's in, you know, maybe five boxes not huge boxes and they're stacked sort of to the windowsill in my bedroom the problem is that my house is not very big and we don't have a lot of storage space we have one room that's a shared study between my husband and I and it's quite a big room like it fits two desks really comfortably with a lot of space around it a lot of that space is taken up with my uh, (laughs) book stock from my publishing company and we've got a couple of bookcases in there with lots and lots of books so it's it's a comfortably sized room to fit two people quite happily working in there it's a decent sized room but there's no extra space left in that room for anything else we have a third bedroom that I had been using as my craft room 
there's a double-sized bed in there, but the rest of the room is kind of my craft space. I've got a IKEA bookcase that I got glass doors on top of, which is sort of my craft cupboard, and that's got a little bit of little bit more fabric stash, a lot of my craft supplies, bits and pieces of works in progress, the usual things that you stack in a in a craft cupboard, and I've got a bookcase, just a half-size bookcase two shelves I think it is and it's not very wide maybe 30 centimeters wide just a little small bookcase with all my craft books and patterns and on top I've got all my different knitting needles and stuff and then the wardrobe in that room I also have stacked floor to ceiling mostly with my yarn stash actually which is three or four large boxes and then my fabric stash was on the shelves above that so you know a reasonable amount of stuff that won't easily be rehoused anywhere else and I've got about three months to figure out what I'm going to do because what I want to do is move my toddler into that room in about three months time and then move the newborn into her room because that's already all set up as a baby room and I want to do that without her feeling like the baby has moved her on. So I've got about three months to figure out where my craft is going to go. And there's literally nowhere else in the house that I can actually move any of this stuff. So I keep staring at my fabric stash, wondering where the heck it's going to go. You've been listening to the Champagne and Socks podcast, a twice weekly podcast of all things craft, dropping Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can now subscribe via iTunes, leave a review if you like, Join the craft circle and tell us what you're working on this week. Email me at champagneandsocks at gmail.com or find me on Twitter as Champagne Socks. I'm over on Ravelry as Girlie Jones. Also find the Ravelry group, Champagne and Socks. Finally, photos and links for this episode can be found in the show notes at champagneandsocks.com. Speak to you later.